0: Back to Confessions of a Potty Mo Chef, how to cheat, eat, and be happy. I am the author of Vicki Van Dyke, and we carry on with the story of the captain, Bruce number three. We corresponded, we spoke on the phone. We did the regular getting to know you dance. Bruce is a scenic carpenter in Toronto. That means he lives about an hour away from me and builds sets for movies and television. Very cool. Obviously, I have a soft spot for the artistic type. Bruce also loves motorcycles and old VW vans. He had one named Fifi. Also cool, I love a road warrior because I love road trips. And Bruce had just finished living on his sailboat for the entire summer, actually beyond summer, almost till November. He lived on his sailboat, like his full-time address, at a marina in Toronto. Damn, how cool is that? I have always imagined that living on a boat would be divine. I mean, I don't know how feasible it would be, thus my love affair with cottages and sunsets, but the dream, wow. And there was Captain Bruce actually doing it. And just so you know, I never called him Captain, not to his face, but I had to figure out some way to differ- differentiate him from Bruce number two on my cell phone. Uh, Bruce number one was long vanished. So there he was, outside the box, six feet tall, athletic, artistic, and adventuresome, all attributes, attributes, right up my alley. Except for his stupid name, he was looking pretty good. But then we got to the nuts and bolts of who we really are, which is when the waters under this new sailboat got a little choppy. Bruce doesn't drink. Not a drop of alcohol touches that boy's lips, nor does he eat anything cooked with alcohol. Are you kidding me? You already know that I not only cook with alcohol in the glass in my hand, but it usually manages to splash into whatever it is I'm making, say for baked goods. I've never met a sauce, stew or soup that wasn't in some way bettered by a healthy squirt of wine. But Bruce doesn't drink hasn't for over 30 years for no other reason that he decided he wanted to be as healthy as possible. So healthy, in fact, he told me he was planning to live to be a hundred, which is why Bruce also doesn't drink coffee or tea or anything caffeinated or anything hot for that matter. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those need my coffee in the morning people. First thing, please, preferably before anybody even breathes. And then there's meat. Or should I say there is no meat? Bruce is also a vegetarian. Not vegan, mind you, thank God, because I would literally die a miserable and crabby death without cheese, but no meat, no poultry, no fish, no cheeseburgers, no chicken flatbreads, no lobster on Valentine's Day, and no stuffed trout with mango dressing, not even a tuna sandwich. So we have a vegetarian non-drinker who wants to be 100. He wants to live to be 100. Hey, my grandma lived to be 103, and she loved her fatty meats, and my mother to 93. So I figure I've got some good DNA somewhere. Yeah, which leads us to the offspring issue. Bruce, an absolutely astonishing 51, who looked no more than 40, damn him and his healthy living, had been married twice, but had no children. Never wanted any, thank you kindly. His first marriage ended because his once like-minded wife changed her mind and succumbed to the clanging of her biological clock. I guess she hoped he would too, but there was no mind-changing for the captain, no kids, no thank you. His second wife already had three daughters when they wed, teenagers. I guess that wasn't such a big issue during the courtship phase, but after the nuptials, when cohabitation commenced, these girls apparently proved themselves to be quite the handful. More than a handful. They were the reason for the end of the marriage. He told me that when they split up, wife number two said, You don't like my kids. He eloquently replied, Who <laughs> would? Okay, so maybe not the most sensitive response ever muttered, but I will admit I laughed, insensitive schmuck that I am. So, add it all up. The man doesn't drink booze, doesn't like coffee, doesn't eat meat, and doesn't want children. I am a certifiable lush, can't start the day without java, love to rip flesh from a bone, and have one adorable child who ain't going anywhere. As I previously asked, what are the fucking odds? Still, you may have noticed my penchant for masochism and willingness to try just about anything once, so... Bruce number three and I went on our first date. He drove to Guelph and we had dinner at an Indian restaurant. I let him order except for the wine and yes, I had two glasses without shame. And I was reminded how good everything tasted and how I didn't really miss flesh at all. Bruce is a very attractive man, so the view was nice. The conversation was okay, easy enough. Well, I should clarify and say easy enough for me. I certainly wasn't having any trouble running off at the mouth. And when I eventually realized I wasn't letting the poor boy get a word in edgewise, I stated quite emphatically, that's it. I'm not talking anymore. Bruce thought that was hilarious because he had already figured out me well enough to know that the odds of me shutting up for any length of time were about as good as the odds of him cracking open a Budweiser. No, don't, please, Vicky, don't stop talking. He was now grinning ear to ear. I like that you're a talker. You know what? I like that he liked my talking. Most guys like my shutting up. Okay, then I'll keep talking, but first, you need to propose a toast. He raised his water glass and somewhat bashfully offered, Here's to the beginning of a beautiful friendship. "'Well, there you have it,' thought I. "'He's drawn his line in the sand. "'He likes me, just not in that way. "'Oh, whatever. "'I was so over Bruce's anyway. "'He took me home, and I thought the date was over. "'I was mistaken. (laughs) First time ever. "'What shall we do now, Miss Vicky?' "'He queried as we pulled into my driveway. "'Do? "'I thought we were just friends. "'We're not gonna do anything.' "'Well, I don't know, Bruce.' What do you want to do? I'd like to come in and hear you sing a song. No hesitation at all. That's what he wanted. My gut told me there was no danger in this plan, so I played the piano and sang an original song. He asked for an encore. I obliged. He still didn't leave, so I poured myself a glass of wine while he drank water. My dog mauled him on the sofa while I sat innocently across the room observing the spectacle. I'm not really a dog person, he admitted, in between petting Shiloh and getting licked in return. Oh, really? Except there he was, calmly, sitting on a leather couch while a rambunctious and goofy golden doodle either pawed him incessantly or rolled over onto his back, begging for a belly rub. Bruce didn't ask me to call off the dog. He didn't run for the door. He just sat there, playing with my dog, as if he was, in fact, a dog person. I really didn't know what to make of this guy, but I was leaving the next day for a weekend in Nashville with my dear old friend, Tina. So another date didn't seem urgent. And to be truthful, (laughs) as opposed to all the other times I've lied to you, I wasn't even sure I wanted another date with Bruce. Do the math, it wasn't adding up. I knew we'd look good together. Quite frankly, the guy would look good with Phyllis Diller. I just didn't know if we'd be good together. He kissed me lightly on the lips. I'd like to call you when you get back, Vicki. I'd really like to see you again. He kissed me again. I know you may not believe it, but I'm a really touchy-feely kind of guy. Yeah, right. He'd been nice enough and cute enough, but I wouldn't exactly describe him as warm. Well, except with the dog. He kissed me again. The earth did not move. I gave him my CD. It's just a little thing I'd thrown together to sell in the clubs with a few originals tossed into the mix. He seemed so interested in my music, so (laughs) here's a lovely parting gift selected especially for you. I figured he'd enjoy it. He thanked me and left. A minute later, he came back because he'd forgotten his phone. This time, I kissed him. I was waiting for that damn earth to move. I wanted that damn earth to move. Still nothing, not even an itsy bitsy tremor. Oh well, thought I as I drifted off to sleep, no need to even think about this one for now. I could deal with Bruce number three after my trip, or never. So there I was in Nashville, having dinner augmented by meat and lots of wine with Tina and two of her male friends. And I put the question to the table. Can a wine-loving carnivore ever forge a successful relationship with a teetotaling vegetarian? The answer was an immediate and resounding, no, the jury had spoken. The next day, Bruce sent me this email. Do you give your CD to all your dates or just the ones that might be in for a return engagement? Or am I a special case? I love your CD. I have it in my pickup. I was on my way to my boat to do some winterizing playing your CD. I never made it. I turned around and came back here to fire off this email. I particularly liked Crazy. Then I heard, I want to come home to you. It sounded like you were singing it to me. I want to live by the water. I got this odd feeling. You probably get this all the time. (laughs) Well, here's a a confession, I get that like never. Crazy is the Patsy Cline standard. I want to come home to you is an original. And if I had to pick the one song that sums up me and my life relationship goal, this would be it. All about not needing anything fancy, just needing that one special person to come home to. He said it sounded like I was singing to him. He got an odd feeling. Wow, I was tingling all over as I stared at the email. I read it to myself several times, and then I read it aloud to Tina my feelings for Captain Bruce had suddenly taken a huge turn. As a matter of fact, as I sat there at Tina's dining room table in Nashville, rereading these words from a man I barely knew a thousand miles away, I think the damn earth finally moved. And if you would like to hear that song, I Want to Come Home to You, and a lot of other originals too, you can check out my vicky van Dyke's site on soundcloud they're all there so guess what happened with captain bruce oh never mind <laughs> don't guess i'll tell you next time on this podcast confessions of a potty mouse chef i'm vicky van dyke we're talking tofu next